bring to you a real, raw, and authentic episode on the U Network, the network provided to be true to you, where we touch base on important news that's affecting not only our communities, but societies as a whole. We speak on the different effects of mental health and how not only it has long-term effects, but the battles of short-term effects as well. We also are here to help people get back to understanding self. I feel that it is important for people to know their worth, know who they are, Know that there are limitless possibilities to become the successful individual that we all look to become. Get people back to practicing greatness, back to understanding that the only limit in life is you. What is going on, everybody? It is royalty in the building. How's everybody out there doing today? Hope we're having a nice time. Hope everybody's enjoying themselves. It's a nice weekend here. I'm coming to you on this beautiful evening. I found some some time where I can actually sit down and I can just kind of free my mind, sitting in a little bit of silence, got my fountain going in the background, got my incense lit, you know, just enjoying my own little vibe over here. Um, I want to start you all off today like I did last time, you know what I mean? I want to start you off with a, with a nice little quote. If you change your mindset, you have the ability to change your whole world. Also, I want to bring to you out of one of my favorite books, the KJV, the Holy Bible, Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Yeah, I just wanted to shine a little light on you today while giving you that verse, giving you that quote to get you started. Um, this segment here, um, I want to roll into the fulcrum and the lever. Um, how we experience the world and our ability to succeed within it, it constantly changes based on our mindset. Uh, the principle I want to teach about today is how we can adjust our mindset being the fulcrum in a way that gives us the power, being the lever, to be more fulfilled and successful. Uh, we learn simple things as kids, you know what I mean, that we pay no attention to when we're growing up. You know what I mean? As a kid, we do things like fall, and our parents will respond by telling us not to react in a painful situation. Without that reaction, we see how fast the kid doesn't respond to the pain. In that situation, that fast, we we rewire the brain to not only rely on the pain, but instead to see the situation differently. We see the situation as a lesson to learn from. Um, an ancient scientist once stated, give me a lever long enough in the fulcrum on which to place it and I shall move the world. This is still valid in today's existence. Think of a seesaw. Uh, the fulcrum, you know what I mean, it sits perfectly centered between two seats. You know what I mean? If you get two boys weighing at the same weight on each side at the same distance or the seesaw, it'll balance perfectly. Now, in that same situation, we can let a boy be 50 pounds heavier and the lighter boy goes up and the other one goes crashing down to the ground. So imagine in that situation, we move the fulcrum closer to the heavier boy, it'll be easier for him to lift. You know what I mean? Not that the weight has shifted a little bit. Our brains tend to work in the same way. You know what I mean? Our power to maximize our potential is based on the two important things. Uh, the length of the lever, which is how much potential, power, and responsibility we believe we have. And the second thing would be the position of our fulcrum, the mindset in which we generate the power to change. In practical terms, whether a student is striving for better grades or a junior exec is striving for better pay or maybe a teacher is hoping to inspire students, you know what I mean, we need to try hard to generate the power and produce results. Our potential is something that we fail to realize is what's not fixed. The more we move our fulcrum, which would be our mindset, the more length of our lever, the more length our lever retains, which is what we can use to generate more power. You know what I mean? Move your fulcrum so that the advantage goes to a negative mindset and you'll seem you'll never seem to lead the ground. But if you move your fulcrum to a positive mindset, 
you will see that the lever's power begins to be magnified, you know what I mean, ready to move everything in your life up. You know what I mean? By changing the fulcrum of our mindset and lengthening the lever of our possibility, we change what is possible. It's not the weight of the world that determines what we can accomplish. You know what I mean? We all have our own fulcrum and lever in which we have the power to change into a positive state to achieve the desires that we are seeking and we are hoping for. You know what I mean? After doing a few studies, <clears throat> I've come to like some common agreements as Einstein. Uh, many, many of the seemingly inviolable laws of the universe become altered based on the observer. Proven that some amazing impossibilities in a seemingly objective and fixed world suddenly become possible. If we have two people, one standing still and the other one traveling close to the speed of light, in our minds, we believe that both of these individuals will age at the same rate. But in fact, the person that is remaining still ages faster because the time dilates with the motion relative, relative from stationary observer. Pretty much time once thought to be fixed and immutable is actually relative motion. We should all know that length to distance is to time relative. We must, we have to measure our own experience through relative and, and subjective brains. Understand that reality is merely our brain's rel relative understanding of the world based on where and how we are observing it. This lets, this lets you know that you can change the perspective at any moment. And with doing that, we can change our experience of the world around us. This is what is meant when I say move your fulcrum. You know what I mean? Our mindset and turn in our experience of the world is never set in stone, but is constantly in a flux. Our external reality is far more malleable than many of us think and far more dependent on the eyes through which we view it. With the right mindset, our power to dictate reality and in turn the results of our actions, it increases exponentially. <coughs> Apologize for that. Um, when we look into practices of like psychology, you know, I mean, it has shown us that the mindset doesn't just change how we feel about an experience. It actually changes the objective results of the experience and close relevance, the placebo effect. For anyone that doesn't know what the placebo effect is, it's a beneficial effect produced by a placebo drug or treatment which cannot be contributed to the properties of the placebo itself and must therefore be due to the patient's belief in the treatment. So if you are aware of this, then you should already know that at least now understand how powerful this is. There's, there are different studies out there that show and prove placebo to be effective. There's one experiment where a patient is believed to be taking a med and believing it will work, help the bald person actually grow hair. Placebos are about 55 to 60% as effective as most active medications like aspirin and codeine when it comes down to controlling pain. The simple thing, the simple change in mind state, for example, a belief that they are taking an actual drug is powerful enough to make the objective symptoms actually disappear. So how exactly is that our relative perception of what is happening or what we think will happen can actually affect what does happen? Our brains are organized to act on what we predict will, will happen next, what some would call the expectancy theory. Our expectations create brain patterns that can be just as real as those created by events in the world. The expectations of an of an even of an event causes the same complex set of neurons to fire as though the event were actually taking place, triggering a cascade of events in the nervous system that lead to a whole host of real physical consequences. So think in places like your work field. We can actually change the concrete results of our efforts and work. The mental construction of our daily activities, more than the activity itself, defines our reality. Let's take let's take work into it and into consideration for a change. 
This is something that we all go through every day. And it is known to be a, and it is known to have a tremendous effect on our mental state and our daily mood. So I start by saying how much more efficient and productive could you be if you changed the way you view the hours in your workday? In a scenario where reality can be experienced any number of ways depending on where you put your fulcrum, the question becomes not why are there only 24 hours in a day, but how can I use my relative experience of the workday to my best advantage? The most successful people adopt a mindset that not only makes their work days more bearable, but also makes their work longer, harder, and faster than than their negative-minded peers. Speaking relatively, this helps them gain control of time itself. 24-7 becomes a clock calendar measurement. Take the same time of units of time given to everyone and use a positive mindset to become more efficient and productive. For me, a big one is meetings that we have at work. You know, I mean, it's not the quick five minute meetings that we have like on a normal basis. It's the longer professional development meetings that we are scheduled to have and attend. What I found to work for me is making an objective out of that time, setting goals for myself in that time frame. Typically, it's I have to learn three things from this meeting in some form or fashion, whether it comes from the content being taught or learning ways of being a better presenter by the person that's presenting the information at hand. If you find no way to make If you find no way to make the time that you're spending interesting for you, it becomes challenging for you. This is when you start to doze and feel tired. You gain irritability. You lose comfortness. You know what I mean? Shifting that fulcrum into a negative state. Now think about your everyday tasks and tedious things that you have to do. The more you look at them as a drudgery, the more they become just that. I'm currently in school. You know what I mean? I find the thought of studying to be irritating for me to do. Sitting and having to read through a bunch of information to get the answers that I'm looking for, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Until pretty much I started to get the thrill out of learning. But I'm sorry. I started to learn to get the thrill of new information so that I can apply it to my business and passion for helping people. So what happened is I realized it was time to move the fulcrum. I thought about mentally how I was defining the task, you know, being a manile labor and consciously changed it, reading for enrichment. I also switched it up how I spoke on the task. Instead of saying studying, it began to be reading for pleasure, which has now become that. Just as just as our view of work affects our real experience of it, so too does our view of leisure. If our mindset conceives of free time, hobbies, or family time as non-productive, then we will, in fact, make it a make it a waste of time. Allowing ourselves to engage in activities we enjoy can actually greatly enhance our performance. Simply doing them is just not enough, though. You know what I mean? When your brain conceives whatever activity you're doing as a waste of time, it won't be able to reap its in, its inherent benefits. But when we change our fulcrum so that we can conceive of such free time as a chance to learn and practice new things, to recharge our batteries and connect with others, we'll be able to leverage the power of the rest of that time and return stronger than we were before. The same way your mindset <clears throat> the same way your mindset about work affects your performance, so too does your mindset about your own ability. Meaning the more you believe in your own ability to succeed, the more likely it is that you will. Simply believing that we can bring on positive change in our lives increases motivation and job performance. That success, in essence, becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. There have been studies shown that when a person believes they can accomplish what they have set out to do, it helps them become more successful in achieving that goal or task. Believing in your own own ability is an even stronger predictor to performance than the actual actions being done to achieve the task. Our beliefs about our abilities are not necessarily in it, 
but can change as our mindset is almost always in a flux. When faced with a difficult task or challenge, give yourself an immediate competitive advantage by focusing on all the reasons you will succeed rather than fail. Remind yourself of the relevant skills you have rather than those you lack. Think of time like the time you've been in a similar circumstance in the past and performed well. It has been shown that specific and concerted focus on your strengths during a difficult task produces the best results. This is a technique that can be used in any situation. You know, when we're preparing to either perform, well, when preparing to either perform or give a lecture or even simply just record like this podcast, I use this technique by remembering how good of a speaker I am. You know what I mean? Remembering how much I actually gain the attention of people that surround me when I'm presenting information to them. This helps me relax and I become more confident and articulate when my speech comes across. That's how I'm able to be so comfortable, you know what I mean, as I sit here and I do like my podcast recordings and Knowing that I have to get this information out to you, I'm able to articulate this information. I mean, of course, I'm not perfect. So you have your stumbles and you have the moments where you, you know, you, you kind of trip up on your words. But I'm still able to process this information in my head confidently and present it out to you to make sure that I'm actually getting my point across. You know, what I mean, just as an just as it's important for us to believe in our own abilities, you have to also believe you know what I mean? That you can improve the abilities. You know what I mean? People have been shown to have been split into two different categories. You got those with the fixed mindset. You know what I mean? The ones that believe that their capabilities are already set. With those with the growth mindset, believe that they can enhance their basic qualities through effort. A growth mindset is not dismissive or inability. It merely recognizes. Although people may defer in every which way in their initial talents and aptitudes, interests, and temperaments, Everyone can change and grow through application and experience. Having a fixed mindset causes you to miss opportunities for improvement and consistently underperform while you watch someone with the growth mindset abilities actually move upward. You know what I mean? When we believe there will be a positive payoff for our effort, we work harder instead of succumbing to helplessness. Beliefs are so powerful because they dictate our efforts and our actions. Once we realize how much our reality depends on how much we view it, it comes as less of a surprise that our external circumstances predict only about 10% of our total happiness. By changing the way, by changing the way that we perceive, you know, what I mean, ourselves and our work, we can actually dramatically improve our results. <clears throat> I started to take a deeper look into my life and the path that I'm on as far as my calling goes. You know, what I mean, when going through everyday tasks and work, we're using one of three options. You know, what I mean, we view things as either a job, a career, or a calling. Those of us that see it as a job, <clears throat> we see work as a chore. You know what I mean? Then the paycheck is the reward. Working because we have to and constantly looking forward to time that can spend away from, constantly looking for time that we can spend away from our job. You know what I mean? The career lookers, they work not only out of necessity, but also to advance and succeed. You know what I mean? They invested in their work and they want to do well with it. You know what I mean? They're looking at their career, so they're looking to do well in their career. You know what I mean? They're invested in, you know what I mean, the job that it is that they have. Uh, but then you have those that view it as a calling. You know what I mean? Those that view work as an end in itself. Work becomes fulfilling, not because of external rewards, not because they feel it contributes to the greater good draws on their personal strengths or gives them meaning and purpose people with the calling orientation not only find their work more rewarding but work harder longer because of it the results behind this 
These are the people that are generally and more likely to get ahead. The calling orientation can have just as much to do with the mindset as it does with the actual work being done. We can find ways to improve the work we do without having to switch jobs or careers or hobbies. Looking to see the work we do or the job we do as more than work or a job is called job crafting. It involves just simply adjusting one's mindset. New possibilities open for the meaning of work simply by the way it's constructed by the individual. If you can't make actual changes to your daily work, ask yourself what potential meaning and pleasure already exist in what you do. Imagine something like, let's just say we got two janitors and they at the same school. You know what I mean? One focuses on the mess that he must clean, while the other believes that he can contribute to a cleaner and healthier environment for students. You know what I mean? They both undertake the same task every day. You know what I mean? But the difference in the mindsets dictates their work satisfaction, their sense of fulfillment, and mainly how well they do their job. Take your job description and rewrite it into your calling description. Forget about the current title that you're holding in your life and look at what would people call you for the impact that you're having in their life. When we make these large connections, our main task not only becomes more palatable, but we perform them with a far greater dedication and we see greater returns in the performance as well. You know what I mean? We see how easy it is to just take a few words, you know what I mean, to instantly change our mindset, you know what I mean, which helps us alter our accomplishments. Showing how much the mindset can affect performance, also how we can affect the mindset of others. We want to have that positive vibe around us as well as in us to assure that we can reach our ultimate happiness and lead to our success. We all have the power to influence the performance around us positively. Positively, also we can influence it negatively. Using what is called the... Pemaglium effect. We can influence positive or negative performance around us. This is the effect of belief in another person's potential, which brings their potential to life. The expectations that we have about our children, co-workers, and spouse, whether or not we voice them, can make the expectation a reality. People act as we expect them to act, which means our expectations about what we think will motivate others will often end up coming true. When we are moving our fulcrum and shifting our mindset, whether we are doing it for those that are around us to have to remember not to shift into unrealistic expectations and too far out of our potential. While so much of our experience is relative and dependent on mindset, there are of course still concrete restraints. How do we know our potential? How do we know what our potential is and what kind of limits should we put on this? So if you imagine a pair of running shoes and let's just say the running shoes say, do not attempt to run a sub four minute mile injuries could occur. In most cases, warnings are necessary. You know what I mean? When they cause artificially shorten or horizons, <clears throat> that's when they become a problem. We want to push our limits to the possibility as far as they can go. Simply believing that we can fly will not set us aloft, but if we don't believe, then we'll never have a chance at leaving the ground. It has been proven that when we believe that we can do more and achieve more, you know what I mean, or others believe it for us, that often the precise reason we do achieve more is because of that. The heart of the challenge is to stop thinking of the world as a fixed when we're, uh, fixed in reality when in truth, relative. This is a relatively small glimpse into the ways our mindset can shape the objective world around us. You know what I mean? You have to remember the length of the lever, how much potential, power, responsibility we believe we have in the position of our fulcrum. The mindset with which we generate the power to change. You know what I mean? This will help us move in the correct steps of our ultimate happiness, leading to our desire for success. You know what I mean? And then a lot of people tend to not even understand like what things should you be doing 
you know what I mean, if you want to head into being a successful person, not only does it mean something to shift that fulcrum, you know what I mean, for that lever, you know what I mean, to make sure that you, you know what I mean, providing the exact power that you need to provide with the correct mindset that you have to get to where you need to get to in life, there are also steps that you must take. I mean, and I kind of jotted down like the top 10 things that I believe that the most successful person, you know what I mean, should do to go hand in hand with, you know what I mean, the, the different things that I'm teaching you in these segments. You know what I mean? For one, you need to define your purpose. Now, it's hard to be confident in what you're doing if you're not sure why you're doing it. What is your purpose in life? What is your purpose with work? Once you identify your why, you'll be more confident because you'll be coming from a place of purpose. Another thing is you need to avoid comparing yourself with others. In almost every case, when you compare yourself with something else or someone else, it takes the form of negative self-talk about how you're not good enough. Doing this weakens self-confidence. The only person you need to compare yourself with is the version of yourself that you want to become. And like pretty much that's it. That's all. There's nothing else or nobody else that you should, should be comparing yourself to. You have your own levels and your own limits that you have to be focused on. You know what I mean? You got to focus on your solutions. There will always be challenges, challenges, but focusing solely on a problem is a self-defeating practice. Instead, acknowledge that problems will arise, and when they do, focus on finding solutions as a strong leader. The more problems you overcome, the more confidence you'll build, and the easier it will be to find solutions. You know what I mean? You also need to play to your strengths. Sometimes we spend more time making up for our perceived weaknesses than we do honoring our strengths. While I certainly agree with improving weakness, you might find that your confidence will increase when you play up your strengths. For example, you know what I mean? If you're good at math, you know what I mean? Don't be a CFO. You know what I mean? Stick with your strengths. You know what I mean? Go into something that deals with math. Don't go into something that deals with literature when you know a strength of yours is math. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> And then uh, a big one, another big one that I tell people all the time, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, fake it till you make it. If you suffer, you know what I mean? If you suffer from imposter syndrome or the untrue belief that you're not good enough, just pretend to be confident. Keep embracing the idea that you're already successful. You know what I mean? You, you might not be convinced at first, but eventually your thoughts will follow your emotions and you'll become a more confident person. Like I said, nothing happens overnight. So you're not going to just wake up the next morning like, I believed I was confident yesterday, now I'm the confident, most confident person in the world. No, but eventually after you keep telling yourself that you're a confident person, guess what happens? You become a confident person. And that falls hand in hand with the next one I want to roll into, which is taking action. You know, fear can be paralyzing. You know what I mean? Ignore that voice in your head that's telling you that you can't do something and take your action anyway. The more, the more you let fear hold you back, the stronger the negative voice will become. It works in the other direction too. The more you take action, the quieter the negative voice will become. That's why it's important to take action because the more action you take, then that doubt that you have in your head of being, of being fearful of the things that you want to do, it'll go away. Because now you're so used to taking action that you feel like you can do all things. I mean, take pride in your appearance. You know what I mean? I tell people all the time, when you look good, you do good. When you do good, you feel good. You know what I mean? So that's what taking pride in your appearance is. You know what I mean? When you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you feel confident. You know what I mean? Wear the clothes that you want to wear. Invest in how you want to look and invest in your own success. Stop following trends and do what's best for you. You know what I mean? Take pride in yourself. What makes you happy is what you want to do. Don't do what makes everybody else happy. You know what I mean? You have to focus on the internal before you actually focus on that external. You know what I mean? You have to focus on being positive. You know what I mean? Negative self-talk and 
Pessimism are a vicious cycle and a drain on your confidence. Focus on your positive attributes instead of perceived weaknesses. Focus on your accomplishments rather than on your perceived failures. Keep focused on what it is you're working on instead of what you're not working on. That's what's important. You know what I mean? You have a, a set of things in front of you that you already need to work on, but you continue to add more things on to your agenda when you already got enough stuff to handle. So work on that stuff first, because as you start to complete that stuff, you start to feel accomplished, which will help with all those other things that you want to do in the long run. You know what I mean? It's, it's baby steps. You have to take the little steps to get to the big steps. You know what I mean? You must also be ready. You know what I mean? Success is part preparation and part opportunity. Study, practice, and do what it takes to prepare yourself for when the right opportunity knocks on the door. If you're prepared, you are more likely to have the confidence to capitalize on the opportunity. You know what I mean? Embrace the power of body language. Body language speaks much louder than words. When you're feeling down on yourself, change your posture. Pull your shoulders back. Hold your head up high. Stand with your feet wide and put your hands in the air like a superhero or something. Notice how the new stance quickly changes your mood and it boosts your confidence. Stop walking around with your head down, with your shoulders all, you know what I mean, droop down on your body. You know what I mean? Showing the posture of a person that doesn't feel successful. Showing the posture of a person that, that feels like a failure. That's what you're going to be. You're going to be that person that's a failure because that's how people are going to start to see you. But when you change that posture and you're walking around confident and upright, rather, no matter what the situation is, that's how people are going to treat you, like that confident person. And then what happens? Your life becomes turns into you being that confident person it turns into the successful things that you were down about becoming things that you're actually successful for you know what i mean there is no magic solution that's going to suddenly make you a more confident person but when you focus on making consistent and small steps you can transform yourself from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset building confidence is like building momentum you know what i mean just keep taking action and you'll feel more and more confident with each and every positive step you know what I mean? Don't forget, like I always tell people, man, don't feel, don't, don't hesitate to reach out and speak to me. You know what I mean? I love to talk. I do a lot of research. I do a lot of study. I love to conversate. I have a passion for helping people. That's why I do things like this. Reach out to me, true to you, 365 at gmail.com. Send me an email over. I will get back to you. I promise you I will. That's true, number two, Y-O-U, number three, number six, number five at gmail.com. You know what I mean? Look up the U Network on all major platforms that that's available that's home that's hosting podcasts right now i just recently made it on apple Podcasts. you know i mean i'm appreciative of that um things are going good for me right now like i said i take these steps in my life to assure that i get the 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 greatest me and i give the greatest me that i possibly can you know i mean i want to thank y'all for tuning in with me today and keep listening man peace love prosperity to all out there re Spec.